Yo, what is going on, guys? Membro here, back at it with another college football weekly podcast. I didn't really think I really wanted to do a podcast for this week because it kind of seemed like, eh, not all these games are going to be great. But it turned out to be a really fun and exciting weekend of college football. And, I mean, come on. I want to just get right into this thing because... Top to bottom, there's so much to talk about. And let's start with the top and let's start with Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs. They found themselves down 14 to 3. Yeah, 14 to 3 at halftime against South Carolina at home. It was not looking good. And what Georgia showed in that second half was big time resilience. Carson Beck, you know, he showed up. You know, there's some questions. New quarterback coming in for Stetson Bennett. Uh, who was two-time two time winning quarterback, uh, championship winning quarterback, Carson Beck. That's big shoes to fill. And he showed up. He was calm. He was composed. He looked really good out there. And Georgia did some old-fashioned run game down, just kept running it and running it down uh, South Carolina. And once, once they really uh, kind of hooked on to what Spencer Rattler was doing, um, once South Carolina found themselves down 17 to 14 and 24 to 14, constantly having to pass in a really wet game, uh, you know, Georgia really put their noses down, stopped it all, uh, for spent on for Spencer Rattler. And, uh, you know, he was really shut down in that second half. You you look at it, zero points in the second half. It was a really tale of two halves, really, um, like that old saying, uh, but Georgia gets the win, and I think this is a really important win for them to really, su- to me, submit themselves as the number one team in the country still, uh, you know, show why they're that number one team. Does it again to another SEC East opponent, which they do every single year. You know, every year, you know, you see kind of teams have a little bit of hope. You saw, I think last year, it might've been Missouri, which Missouri, by the way, got a huge win against Kansas state. We might get into that, but every year it's about, it's, you know, an SEC East team maybe has a shot at dethroning Georgia. And then that second half comes around and Georgia makes the adjustments. Kirby smart makes the adjustments and they show why they are, they are the number one team for going on like three years now. Um, Yeah. Huge win for the Bulldogs. Let's go down Michigan. They handle Bowling Green. Michigan again. Uh, to me, I there they are my number two team just because you know giving them the grace of kind of last year. They have not had really any tests, uh, so we're still waiting on tests for Michigan. They played Bowling Green. They beat them thirty-one to six. You know, kind of shaky in the beginning there, but overall they they handle Bowling Green. And I mean, I want to look at who they have. Next in their schedule, they have Rutgers, they have Nebraska. Like this schedule is pretty easy. They have at Minnesota, which I think will be the first real test. But like looking down, I think Michigan, uh, they'll probably run the table until they run into Penn State, who I think Penn State right now, looking at it just from based off the first three weeks, I think might be the best all around team in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, the Big Ten has really just been Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, and overall consistently good in what's really, you know, a team that has really shown me uh, 
that I think that they can dethrone Michigan and that they, they can dethrone Penn State. This could finally be uh, Penn State's year again. Um, they're looking really good. Drew Aller is showing up at quarterback. That defense is ferocious. We can get to them as well. Uh, but, let, you know, going back, uh, Miami, I guess, on Thursday played Bethune-Cookman, handled them. Is Miami really back? We'll see. They got some tests ahead. Speaking of tests, Florida State ekes by Boston College. Upset trap. It was in Boston. Uh, you know, rainy game. A lot of these East Coast games were rainy because of the you know hurricane season and all, all of that. But very close to losing this thing. And a Boston College penalty cost Boston College uh, the upset. Uh, so, so Florida State, they eke by, um, I think when you compare them, I think they had, they're in a similar realm to Texas and that they got their big win against an SEC team. They're consistently kind of these teams that have a lot of expectations and kind of trip up throughout the season. I think when you compare Florida State and uh, Texas, I personally have more trust in Florida State in that, uh, you know, they look better. And I think overall, I think Florida State uh, can probably handle the ACC better. But, you know, we'll see. Texas, I think my main point really is that we saw in this week too, uh, I think that Florida State win over LSU was a better win than Alabama over Texas? Like, maybe that was. Because we've seen LSU, they have really bounced back. Uh, they dominate against Mississippi State. Um, Daniels, the quarterback, neighbor's receiver. Uh, that connection has been very good. Um, and, and LSU looks like, you know, LSU like a legit team that kind of had... Another another early season stumble against uh, Florida State, just like last year, last year. Except this year was uh, even worse. Florida State really took it to them. Uh, and I think, I think, if you're a Florida State fan, fan, like, yeah, you can worry about this game, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's a, it's a game away from home. Slips up. Okay, you got out of there. Regroup. You got Clemson coming up. You got a lot of big teams coming up. You got even Duke could be a sneaky one. You got North Carolina. Then you, you got to set up for these bigger ACC games. Um, but uh, kind of a fun introduction or, you know, intro to ACC play. Um, Wyoming versus Texas. It was kind of shaky in the beginning there with Wyoming and Texas. It was like, what, a 10-7 a game. Um, even a 10-10 game at one point, and Texas is able to pull away. Um, again, the the Alabama showing this week kind of made it like maybe Alabama is just straight up a bad team, and Texas is a good team but not a great team. Um, I want to see more for for Texas. Uh, see them play these Big 12 opponents, and, and we're getting to conference play, and that, that I think that's going to be exciting. This one, a little shaky at the start. They're able to handle them. Uh, Ohio State is the same story for Ohio State as as uh, Michigan, honestly. 
because uh, you know Ohio State's a little, a little shaky here and there, but they're it, they're they're fine just because they have straight up more talent. In this case, they straight up just blew the doors off of Western Kentucky in that second quarter. Uh, but then the te- the next test is going to be Notre Dame. They go at Notre Dame. They're going to South Bend. I think this will be a very that uh, this is probably the number one must watch game. Notre Dame and Ohio State. A probably I think a top ten matchup for sure. Uh, definitely look out for that one. And it'll be like if Notre Dame can get this win, I think they can skyrocket. And this is going to be obviously. Ohio State huge tests. We'll see if you know, uh, McCord is is legit. We'll we'll see if Marvin Harrison can maybe boost himself into Heisman contention, and we'll see if this Notre Dame defense and Notre Dame you know offensive line uh, can can handle a big boy opponent like Ohio State. So I think that's probably the number one must watch game. Uh, Penn State, they take care of business against Illinois, maybe a little upstate trap, but again, I think Penn State has looked like the best team in the Big Ten throughout the first three weeks. I'm still giving the edge to Michigan because if, like, let's say Michigan and and Penn State played right now, I think I'd pick Michigan to win, even though they've had kind of a lighter schedule, kind of, you know, sleepwalking through the, the season so far. I think overall, I think Michigan is still better. But Penn State has looked very good, and overall their resume, I think, is probably the best so far. Um, but it's a very early, uh, early season, anyway. Speaking of the speaking of the Big Ten guys, uh, Michigan State has fallen from grace. There's the whole thing uh, around uh, their head coach, Mel Tucker, I believe, and. They got the doors blown off them against Washington. Speaking of a team who uh, has high expectations but could, you know, jump those expectations, I think it's Washington. Uh, Michael Penix has looked very good in in this season uh, so far. I think he should probably be the Heisman number one. I think he's got the most yards among all quarterbacks across the country Michael Penix and and that defense for Washington is very good. This is a very good Washington team. Look out for them. Uh, who do they play? I believe they play Cal. They should get that win. Who knows though? Because it's the Pac-12. It's wild. But they start conference play with Cal. Get a little warmed up. I th- I want to see who they play next after that. But overall, Washington. At first, I was like, "Hey, that's pretty. That's a pretty high ranking for Washington, number eight. But I think they're proving uh, they belong in that number eight spot, and maybe even farther up because I think Washington has looked like the best Pac-12 team for sure. They beat Boise State by a mile. They beat Tulsa by a mile, and they beat Michigan State by a mile. Uh, you know, coming up, they got Cal, and then they got at Arizona. That could be a random slip up, and then they have Oregon, and that will be huge, especially if Oregon can beat Colorado. That might set up a, a big top ten matchup between those two rivals. Um, but you know, Washington, they've got a they've got a very tough schedule, just like. All the Pac-12 teams now, because all the Pac-12 teams, it seems like, are doing very well. Uh, so we'll see if Washington is legit in the coming weeks. So far, they've showed that they are very good, and they beat up on a kind of vulnerable 
uh, Michigan State team. But nonetheless, it was in East Lansing, and they beat them like 41-7. to So I think that's still an impressive win for the Huskies. Uh, let's let's go down, and we're just kind of going down the list. Uh, Notre Dame handles business against Central Michigan. We already kind of talked about Notre Dame. Sam Hartman there. Uh, do they finally have a really good quarterback to lead them? You know they always have the defensive line and the offensive line in that running game. The missing piece has been the quarterback, and maybe Sam Hartman can be that missing piece. Uh, and, th- and then let's go to Alabama. Let's go to the, the failures of the SEC. This Alabama win felt like a loss. So much controversy around the quarterback change. I, like many others, thought they shouldn't have changed out Jalen Milrow. Uh, they change him out for uh, Buckner originally, and then uh, Ty Simpson comes in. Both looked bad. Both weren't very good. And they really, you know, this is expo- – I mean, I got a lot to say. First of all, they get the win. Okay, maybe you can regroup from this, uh, focus up, and – it's a win is a win, even though it kind of felt like a loss. You can regroup. I think you got to put Jalen Milrow back in that starting spot. If you're Alabama, if you're Nick Saban, um, but going back to the Texas game, I don't. I don't think all the blame can be on Milrow. You look at the offensive line has not been very good for Alabama, and the the play calling has not been very good. Tommy Reese, uh, if he has another bad game like next week, I think he should probably be gone. I, I mean, I hate to, you know, do a whole thing where like, yo, you should fire him. You should fire, you know, that that's someone's job and everything. But he's just not doing a very good job. Uh, and the decision to bench Milrow, I think, was bad. And then you put in uh, uh, Buckner, and he does bad. And then you, and then. I think they could have gone to Milrow at that point, but then they're like, no, let's go deeper in our chart. Ty Simpson comes out. He doesn't really have a great game. The What got them the win was their defense was just bigger than USF, and USF couldn't score a freaking touchdown to save their lives, even though they had Alabama this close. Uh, the defense does their job, I guess, for Alabama. And then the running game is because they're just bigger, uh, you look at uh, Williams, he got the touchdown for Bama. Um, and the, there was one drive where Simpson, he lost a nice pass. But, you know, that's kind of expected against USF. Like, you got to be able to do that if you're an Alabama quarterback. Um, and to win only 17-3 to is very concerning for Alabama. I think they should move down in the rankings. I think you should have, you know, probably Utah, your Utahs and your Oregons move up. Especially when you look at the next game, um, do I have anything else more to say about Alabama? It, it's really, I think this is kind of showing like you look at Nick Saban throughout these past few years, he has had NFL level like starting quarterbacks throughout. You have to go back to like 2015 with uh, Jake Coker to find a a uh, a kind of team without that star. Um, NFL quarterback at the helm, and that was when they had Derrick Henry. They leaned more on the run, and that opened up that passing game, you know, opened up the passing game to the tight ends over the top plays. I think they need to go back to that because obviously, I think the answer is Jalen Milrow, but I think Jalen Milrow, first of all, needs to grow more into the role 
and and really I saw a a good tweet that I don't know if I can pull it out and pull it up, but it said that you know it kind of has showed that these top five star players are kind of realizing I don't really want to sit on the bench for two three years for Nick Saban when there's NIL money out there and I can go somewhere else get NIL money while I'm in college build. Uh, build myself up to go to the draft by getting real playing experience instead of sitting on the bench for two, three years waiting my turn. Um, and there's just so many colleges out there, and we've seen that the the gap has kind of closed, and there's been so many more teams, especially you look at this season, that are that have so much talent. There's just so much talent across, across the country. Whereas, you know, you look at before, like five, even just five years ago, all the top talent was in, in Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Basically, you know, you'll have Oklahoma have a really good quarterback. But now I think the the talent has spread out a bit more, and it's it's really catching up with Nick Saban. And uh, we'll see how he does in conference play. And and you got to remember Texas. This is their year round from coming to the SEC. So you're going to have to play Texas. Damn near every year, Alabama. So you got to get ready for that. You, you know, I was talking about, you know, Texas, Oklahoma. Y'all got to get ready for SEC play. Maybe it's got to be the other round, uh, other way around. Maybe these SEC teams have to get ready for Texas and Oklahoma. Speed, you know, we'll, we'll continue with the SEC. Uh, Tennessee and Florida play, and Florida shows up and shows out in the swamp. I'm I, I I'm telling you guys, Florida is a completely different team when they got that swamp rocking at night. They are a completely different team. They showed up. They played big. Mertz played well. Uh, uh, Etn Travis uh, Etn's brother, I think Trevor Etn. It's uh, yeah, Trevor Etn. He played really well. Um, and Florida gets the win. They should be in the top twenty-five. And this really showed, I think, uh, Tennessee bit overrated kind of holdouts from last year but they just don't quite have the same guys Hendon Hooker and and Hyatt are gone uh so they got to find that kind of replacement it, it, Milton I think he just he needs to grow a bit more he's he's got a cannon but he's you know a little inaccurate and uh I think Tennessee can bounce back from this but we'll see. They got a lot more tougher opponents coming ahead. And maybe uh, Florida, they just needed to get that first game out of the way against Utah. It was at in Salt Lake City, which was rocking. Uh, maybe Florida can have a bit more of a bounce back. But, you know, who knows? Do I really trust Florida all that much? Eh, like if they go away from home, uh, if they're if they're on the road, uh, my trust level in them probably decreases by about 50%. Uh, but but we'll see. Overall, L's for the SEC across the board. I think, you know, you look at LSU and Georgia. Okay, they get the win there. But, you know, you look at like Vanderbilt lost. Uh, a lot of teams, just SEC straight, straight up not doing as well this season in the, at least the first three weeks. Uh, so, so, yeah, Florida should be ranked... Utah and Oregon take care of business. They are going to have tests next, have some good teams come into their houses. Utah has uh, a talented young UCLA team coming in. I think Utah can handle that, though. 
it will really depend also if Cam Rising is able to play. Maybe they were just resting him one more game. To me, it would be like maybe you warm him up against Weber State, maybe put him in in the last, you know, five, ten minutes of that game after you pretty handling you know 31 to 7 they i think they could have done more you look at oregon uh they've been running the score up on all these teams or really just portland state and hawaii that kind of a close scare against texas tech um utah and oregon actually have just been two and two in tandem right now throughout the season uh because utah narrowly escaped baylor um but i i think overall i think i would even though Oregon has had the more dominating performances, I think that that Florida win really should bump Utah up. I think Utah should stay above Oregon. Uh, they, I think, you know, the, their schedule obviously, I, I think, has been a bit tougher, and they're going to have another big test with UCLA coming into Salt Lake City, and then Oregon is going to have Colorado. Uh, we'll get into Colorado. They're able to squeak by survive against Colorado State. That game was insane. It had me up till like midnight watching uh, college football because I was just I was just interested to see. That was a freaking good game. And uh, hats off to Deion Sanders for having the whole country, you know, stay, like even if you're in Eastern time, the game probably ended at like 2 a.m. You know, shout out to you guys if you're staying up that long um, to watch Deion Sanders and company. And they got the win, I think. Uh, you know, honestly, you look at it, I wanted to kind of cheer for Colorado State. They're the underdogs. Uh, they're probably tired of hearing about Colorado and Deion Sanders. Uh, but they really didn't make it um, easy to cheer for them. First of all, number 11 with the hit on Travis Hunter. We hope, I hope that he's okay. Um, I don't know if I have any updates. I can maybe look for updates on uh the Travis Hunter injury uh but like they didn't make it that uh uh easy to ch- to cheer for them because they were really the ones that were starting the kind of scuffles and fights throughout it seemed like uh you know obviously Colorado was retaliating but uh it kind of seemed like Colorado was starting it and they kind of came off as salty a little bit um, and but it was a fun, fun rivalry game, and it was a real classic one. Colorado, I think, even without Travis Hunter, they I think they really should have not gone to overtime and really shouldn't have been down. They were down like twenty-eight to seventeen, I think, at one point. Uh, but hats off to Shador Sanders to come back to lead the team, get into overtime, then lead the team and get the W. I think that's a that's a Heisman moment for Shador Sanders. And you, I, I mentioned it at the at the top of this season, even in like the off season, the quarterbacks all across the Pac-12. You gotta have so many Heisman candidates. You got Michael Penix. You got Shador Sanders. You got uh, Caleb Williams. Um, I mean, who you know, maybe DJ Uyunglele could make a case into the uh, Oregon State has doing very well I'm I feel like I'm forgetting uh someone right now but like there's a lot of big time quarterbacks oh Bo Nix Bo Nix as well he is running up the stat sheet with Oregon um he'll be out multiple weeks that's going to hurt 
That's going to hurt. That's your number one receiver and your number one defensive back, Travis Hunter. That is a real shame. And it was a complete cheap shot. That you probably should have that number eleven probably should have got thrown out of the game, honestly. Uh for you know, just personal foul. It wasn't really targeting. I think it was just personal personal foul should have got thrown out of the game. Uh that's really unfortunate. He you know, obviously he had Hopes for Heisman, I guess maybe Shador Sanders can take the lead on that Colorado team. And that's going to make it even harder to win in Eugene. Uh, you know, if you guys don't know, that Oregon crowd gets rocking. Um, and that, and that's a hard place to play. Uh, we mentioned LSU. I think LSU, like, I think they're a legit team. You look at the week one, yeah, that was a bad week one stumble, and maybe Florida State really is that good. It's just there's a lot of inconsistencies because then you see Florida State barely squeak out a win against Boston College. But I think LSU, they might be licking their chops for uh, uh, an Alabama and for an, an Ole Miss. And speaking of Ole Miss, they play Alabama. And I think that's going to be a huge game to watch. How does Alabama respond? Can Lane Kiffin get get the better of Nick Saban for once? Can he take advantage of a really shaky Alabama team? And uh, we'll see how uh, Jackson Dart has, has grown for Ole Miss. We talked about this. Kansas State goes down. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't really believe all that much in Kansas State. They had a lot of guys leave um, after that Big 12 championship win. Missouri, they get the win. They should be in the top 25. Hey, maybe Missouri is kind of a a surprise team in here. We'll see. Let's see who they play next. Uh, you know, hey, maybe they get you know surprise win. You know, they played South Dakota in Middle Tennessee State, so it's like. Eh. Uh, but but they have Memphis next, then they have at Vanderbilt, then they have LSU. So uh, you, you know we'll see how it, we'll we'll see in the next few weeks. As as for all of these teams, we'll see in the next few weeks if who is legit and who is not going into conference play and all that. Um, I still think it's kind of lame how SEC. You guys got fourteen teams and you only play eight conference games. Whereas you got like the Pac-12 and and the and the Big Ten, they I, I believe they play nine. Um, I it's just kind of eh, eh, kind of weak, honestly. SEC and you guys aren't looking too good because um, I believe they only have like four teams in the top twenty-five. Um, maybe they'll have more that uh, Florida gets a win and Tennessee might stick around in those. Um, in the 20s spot, um, but we talked about, or let here, wait, where were we? Yeah, Oregon State, uh, DJ Uyunglele is looking very good with Oregon State. Uh, pretty much uh, confirmed a mistake that uh, Clemson let go of DJ. Um, Oregon State looks really good. They could be another sneaky team, and they got a really good game coming up against Washington State. That is at Wazoo. Um, be sure to look out for that one. That's going to be a really good game against two top 25 teams. Um, I might pick Washington State in that one just because they are at home. Cam Ward, experienced quarterback as well. He's looking very good as well. Like even you got like the top tier Heisman quarterbacks, but then you have another tier like DJ and Cam Ward. And, and even you could sling in more from UCLA in that tier where like 
yeah, they're pretty good. They're not Heisman level, but they're really good college quarterbacks. Uh, Ole Miss, they were able to beat Georgia Tech. Um, they got Bama next. That's going to be a huge game. Um, be sure to look out for that. Like week four, guys, is going to be so good. Week four is going to be so good. Uh, we talked about Colorado State. Oklahoma is running the score up. I think Oklahoma is maybe being a little overlooked. Yes, they like looking at their schedule, they really haven't played anyone of note. They played Tulsa, you know, Arkansas State with with uh, Butch Jones loses seventy three to zero, and then MS or SMU. They got at Cincinnati to start conference play. That will be a big test. Although Cincinnati is really fallen from grace. They lost, uh, I, I forget against who for Cincinnati, but they lost against a team that they shouldn't have. Um, let, let's go to them real quick. Yeah, they lost to Miami of Ohio. Not Miami of Florida, Miami of Ohio. Uh, it didn't look too good for for the Bearcats. Um, let's go back a few here. Round out this t- all the top 25 games uh north carolina there's big expectations on drake may he hasn't really lived up to those though they are still three and oh though they are able to handle minnesota we'll see you know when they play your clemson's your florida states uh how they handle that and how drake may handles that if they can string together a few wins though um drake may could reach himself back in that top number one heisman uh, candidacy. I think overall, though, I think at this point in the overall season, I think number one, you got to give it to Michael Penix Jr. He's been playing the best. He's got the most yards. He's overall just been playing the best. Duke, I think they might be legit. They got, um, you know, they got, let's see who they got coming up. Uh, they got at UConn winnable, and then they got Notre Dame. That's going to be, but like, if you think about it, if they can get an upset against Notre Dame, that would be huge. Uh, like let's say Notre Dame plays their heart out against Ohio State, and then they kind of slip up against Duke. Where are you putting Duke? You're putting Duke maybe in the top ten at that point. Um, after also beating Clemson, who was highly ranked at the time. So again, the next few weeks we'll see if Duke is legit. Uh, they got North Carolina State that could be a test, and then at Florida State, at Louisville, those are big games. Um, so Duke and North Carolina, no, this isn't basketball, this is football, and they're both in the top 25. Uh, interesting, interesting here. And we talked about Washington State. I think Washington State might be a little more under-the-radar Pac-12 team. I think they can, I, I'm picking them to win against Oregon State, and they that could launch them up there. I I think Cam Ward is a very good quarterback. they got a pretty good defense. They're able to handle Northern Colorado that says they're 0-3, oh you know. Just supposed to win that. And then you look down UCLA. They're going to have to go in and play Utah. As I mentioned, they run up the score on North Carolina Central, um, 59 points. It'll be interesting to see. They got a really young quarterback. I was initially pretty high on uh, UCLA, but then I was looking more into it. Like, yeah, they're a younger team. Uh, when we get into conference play, we'll see how well they do. Uh, and and Utah is obviously a huge test, and that's going to be another must-watch game. Iowa they play Penn State next week. Um, Iowa definitely could look to get the upset against Penn State again. As I said, 
is that it, they're looking like the top ten, top team in the Big Ten, uh, just based on resume and just the the way I, the way they've looked. Iowa, though, they can get the upset. I believe it is at Iowa as well. So let's go to the Twitter dash X or whatever you want to call it. Make sure to to follow me there at Membro underscore CFW to follow the Twitter because I kind of just post what you know the um, my conversation about the games that I'm watching, um, and you can get a lot more of my content there. You know what I'm thinking. So make sure to go follow that. That's at Membro underscore CFW. Um, but I want to go to this that I posted. I want to go to this one, my top 10 after week three. So as you notice, it's a bit different from the AP one. Um, I might want—I mean, I might want to move Texas up because when I did make this, Texas was like in a 10 to 10 game. It was very late at night, uh, and and Texas was at about, or it does say 8:39. So yeah, like. I think Texas was still going through their game. Um, might want to move them up. But anyway, Georgia number one and, and Michigan number two. Number one for Georgia. They showed why they're the number one team in the country by coming back and beating South Carolina. Uh, Michigan, they haven't really played anyone, but I'm giving the grace, giving them the grace of last year. And, you know, they you see, hey, they got they still got JJ McCarthy. They still got Boyd Corum. Let's see what they can do. We know they have a lot of talent. They'll, they have a real easy schedule, and like as the season goes on, I think honestly, if they keep winning, but other teams prove like like Penn State, if they're able to really beat Iowa, um, in Iowa, maybe I could move Penn State above Michigan. As you can see here, Penn State, I got them at number three, really high on them. I think they they just overall looked very good. Then I got Washington. Uh, Washington looks like the best team in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is, Jr. is got to be the number one Heisman candidate at this point. They are looking very good. Um, they have Cal coming into town. Better not slip up on that one. Um, then we got Florida State. Florida State, they as I've explained, they narrowly eke by Boston College. But again, that was a very tough game. And, and when we've seen what LSU is doing to teams right now like Mississippi State and then McNeese State, which they were supposed to do. LSU is looking like a very good team, and and Florida State won double digits almost by near 20. I believe it was like something like 45-24. I don't remember the exact score, but they, they beat LSU pretty handily. I think got them at number five. Then we have USC. They had the bye week this week. Um, they have at Arizona State. That could be a little testy game. We'll see um, uh, how the, how they show up. How Caleb Williams um, maybe get back into that spotlight. Got them at number six. Got number seven Ohio State overall with the big Big Ten teams. Ohio State overall just looked a little shaky, and I'll be interested to see how they perform against Notre Dame. Who number Notre Dame is my number eight team. Notre Dame, they look like this could maybe be their year. They got a quarterback, and they got that usual, you know, uh, big beef up front in the offensive line and in the defensive line. Obviously, huge test against Ohio State. Then I have number nine, Utah. They beat Florida, who now Florida beats 
uh, number 11, Tennessee. So that is looking like a pretty good win. Uh, they handle Weber State. And then Texas at number 10. Uh, you know, honestly, just like Alabama might stri- straight up not be that good this year, guys. So, again, that win still is impressive. So maybe I would want to move Texas up to number 9 and switch them with Utah. Uh you know, you guys can let me know what your top 10 is down in the comments below. Uh, but a lot of exciting games next week. And this week was surprisingly exciting. So thank you guys all for watching. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on uh, like Spotify. Um, I'll be and make sure to follow the Twitter at Membro underscore CFW. All right, guys. Peace.